Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Family, I am here with a word today, okay? And this word about to be a little bit um airy around the whole Bible, but we but I got a word for you because the Lord downloaded it into my spirit and then I gotta download it into yours. And one thing that the Lord brought to me was when I be going through the fire, right? And the lies be, be, them darts be shot at my head. Them lies that the enemy be trying to get me to believe. Like, you need to give up. God's not worried about you. You're you're not going to um, do the things God told you to do. Just give up. When them things be coming up against me, right? I simply, this is what I do. I be like, God, no matter what, I'm not giving up on you. No matter what, Lord, I want you. No matter what, Lord, I need you. No matter what, God, I I need you. And I'm waiting for you to get me out this fire. Okay? That is real life stuff that happens to me. Because I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. And another thing that the Lord, he started talking to me about when he talked to me about that is confidence. He says, talk to my people about your confidence. And see, family, my confidence doesn't come from me, from my own accomplishments, from what I have obtained in my life. No, my confidence comes from God. My confidence is in him. You hear me? That's where my confidence comes from. And the, um, I'm going to read you Romans 10. Let's go to Romans 10. Verse, let's go to verse 17. Um, and it says, I'm going to start at verse 16. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. But I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Okay, so I want to ask you that. Have you heard the message of the good news? Have you? Did you take in that scripture and store it in your heart where Jesus said that you will have many trials and sorrows? But he said, take heart as he has overcome the world. Did you do you did you did you hear that message? Did you hear that? Did you know that times you are going to have to feel weak because God says his grace is sufficient. His power works best in your weakness. Because I feel like a lot of people paint a picture that um, makes you seem like once you, you, you give your life to the Lord, that everything shifts and it becomes glitters and rainbows. No, I'm here to tell you, Jesus said that we will have many sorrows and trials, but he said, take heart because he has overcome the world. So I want to take you to Hebrews 10. It's thundering, y'all. Can y'all hear that? God is so good. Because like I told y'all, I usually um, I usually go record in my car. But I was like, I was just about to go in my car to record this. And I was like, mm, there was nothing but the Holy Spirit. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just stay in the house and record this. Because God is good. He knew it was about the thunder. He was like, I don't want my child after you just got done swooping your baby hairs. I don't want you to have to get your hair all soaking wet. So shout out to the Lord for always paving the way. Okay. He always paved the way. Um, I want to go to verse 35. 
Child, my dog is in here. Mercy, get out. 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 I'm sorry, family. See, sometimes you got to get a little base. That's how you got to do it. I got to sling my authority around because my dog be trying to act like she don't understand sometimes. But okay, we got Hebrew 10 verse 35. And it says, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. So first I want to, we, we going to go right there. It says, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings, it brings you. Remember what the reward of trusting in the Lord will bring you. Storing your treasures in the kingdom of heaven. Remember what that will bring you. It will bring you much satisfaction in your life. But I'm here to tell you, your sister's here to tell you, you got to keep trusting God. You got to keep trusting him. I am not confident in my own achievements. I don't have confidence in myself. I have confidence in the Lord. And guess what? Guess what he does? Then he showers me with confidence. But the confidence belongs to God if you get what I'm saying. You have to be confident in him. Listen, I don't, I am not a Bible scholar. I did not go to Bible school. I ain't do none of that. But I lean on the Holy Spirit. I listen to his voice. I listen to his convictions. I follow his path. And that's how I'm able to come here and sit here and speak to you family is because I have confidence in the Lord I know it's through him that everything will will, will, will come to the light I know everything that I need belong is already in him and belongs to him so I trust in that family in my weak moments in them weak moments where I just be like about to throw the towel in but then the Holy Spirit shows up and he strengthens me hallelujah and he strengthens me that's what keeps me going I never want you to think oh it, she just she just superwoman listen because I got a strong God the power that you see that I have is because of the Holy Spirit it's not a confidence that I that is mine that I can boast about because it's the Lord. I boast in the Lord because it belongs to him. Okay? And I'm saying this because the Lord wants you to have confidence in him. He wants you to display the confidence that that he has for you. It's yours. It says do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. I trust God even when it doesn't feel good. Even when I'm in the fire, I trust him. Listen, I was just turning up after I got out the shower. I was in my house turning up because I was like, Lord, they be throwing me in the fire because I won't bow down, Jesus. I won't bow down to the lies, but you show up in the fire, God. But you show up in the fire, Jesus, and I got to give you the glory. Ooh, even when it seems like there's no way out, Jesus, you always get me out. Oh, he just always get me out the fire, y'all. He gets me out the fire. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. The moments that I be feeling so hopeless and helpless, he be getting me out of the fire. Then he strengthens me. Ooh, and then guess what? I come on here and I give you a word. That's how it happens. In that order. That's how it happens. Let me tell you something. It says patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Listen, 
Patient endurance is what you need now. The Lord is speaking that you need patient endurance. You need to be patient. You need to endure. You have to endure through the trials and tribulations. You have to know that you will faint not. Do you hear me? Isaiah 40 verse around 30, 31. It says, those that wait upon the Lord shall find new strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary and they will walk and they will not faint. Okay. And I'm here. It's just here to tell you that you shall walk and not faint, but you got to trust God. You got to trust him and lean not to your own understandings. That's what I'm here to tell you. You got to keep on enduring mercy out. You got to keep on enduring. You got to keep on pressing the mark. Okay. I know it's time that you feel like you want to give up, but your sister's here to tell you, keep going. I'm here to push you and tell you that. Listen, listen, you, you, you just got to keep pressing on because the word says, it is what you, you need to endure right now. It says you need to endure right now so that you will continue to do God's will for you. Let me tell you, everything that is meant for your bad, God will turn it around for your good. God will restore the gears that the canker worm and all them ate, the locusts, all of them ate. But you got to trust him. You can't turn your back on him. Listen, the Lord says, I am close to the broken hearted. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? It says, so then that you will continue to do God's will, then you will receive all that he has promised for in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay and my righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. Listen. You are right there in just a moment, just a twinkle of an eye. Jesus will show up. Jesus will show up and he will not be delayed. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? And he will come and he will restore everything that was stolen from you. Everything that was taken from you. He will restore it. He says, and my righteous ones will live by faith and my righteous ones will live by faith. There goes the faith again, because you got to have faith. You got to read God's word and you got to really soak it in. Let me tell you, let me tell you, the fight is on and we are in a constant battle. We are at war. Do you hear me? We are at war on the daily. Do you hear me? The devil is not taking no breaks. Do you hear me? The enemy is not taking no breaks. He is sending a blow after blow. He is sending grenade after grenade. And you got to hold up your shield of faith. You got to family. You have to hold up that shield of faith to, to, to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Cause he wants you to give up on God. He wants you to give up on the promise of God. He wants you to give up on God's will purpose and plan for you. But let me tell you something. Trust them. Trust God no matter what. Trust him no matter what. It's not always going to be what it looks like. When you're walking down that narrow path, it's not going to look like how you thought it was going to look. Because the broad path leads to destruction. You know what the broad path looks like, but you don't know what the narrow looks like. Do you hear me? 
When the Lord was taking the Israelites out, out, out of Egypt, he took them the wrong way. He took them the long way. It was a faster way to get there. But the Lord said, listen, I know, I know if I take them the fast way and battles begin to happen, they'll run back. So I'm going to take them the long way. The Lord said, so I had to take them the long way. So they didn't know how to get back to where they were. So I had to bring them the long way. That's why mm, Jesus is good. It says, but we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. We are the faithful ones. Listen here. We are the faithful ones that that will keep pressing on. Do you hear me? That will keep fighting the fight. That's who we are. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We're not like those people that give up on God and, and start and start making money their idol, start making drugs their idol, start making people their idols, start making positions their idols. We're not like those people. We trust in God even when it doesn't feel good. We trust him. Because we know God is close. Let me tell you something. One thing you always have to remember, and this is the one thing the enemy will always try to take away from you. You got to remember that Jesus is with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what you always got to remember in those times when you saying, Lord, I don't feel you. You got to remember the truth because the truth will set you free that Jesus is right there with you. That's what you got to know, family. That's what you got to know in the darkest hour, in the darkest valley with the shadow of death. You shall fear no evil because you know that God is right here. You know that his rod and his staff is here to comfort you and to protect you. All you have to do is open up the word of God. All you have to know is that the kingdom of heaven is within you. Let me tell you something. And you got to keep pressing on. (laughs) You got to keep pressing on. And one thing that lion serpent will tell you is you got to give up. God's not with you. He left you. Why are you trusting in him and this happened? Why would you trust in him and that happened? That's what that lion snake say. But I'm here to tell you that God is close to the brokenhearted. God never said every day was going to be easy. God never said that there was never going to be a trial. He never said it was not going to be a sorrow, but he said, take heart because it will be trials. It will be sorrows. He said, you're going to go through a lot. That's what he said. That's what he was saying. You're going to go through a lot, but take heart because I have overcome it. Let me tell you something. He says, but take heart because I have overcome it because the same spirit that was in him is in you. It's in you. <laughs> that same spirit is in you. That's why he said, take heart. Do you understand that Jesus was sweating blood? It's that like great drops of blood. Do you know that? Do you know that he was sweating like great drops of blood? But let me tell you what he said. He said, though my body is weak, I know the spirit is willing. That's what he said when he was in the garden praying. He said, this body is weak, but the spirit is willing. And I need you to lean on that right now. That although your body is weak, the spirit is willing. That's what you got to know. You got to know that. And you got to store that. You got to treasure that in your heart. You got to 
hold that in your heart. You have to, you have to protect it. You have to guard it. You know why God says guard his word? Because the enemy is constantly trying to steal it from you. You gotta guard it. You gotta know the truth because the truth will set you free. If you do not guard that word, when the enemy tries to come, when he's waiting for that opportune time, he will try to steal the word from you. He will try to steal God's promises for you. But you've got to trust God. You've got to trust him. And you've got to say, no, that spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in me. You've got to say, this body is weak. But Satan, I want you to know that the spirit is willing. That's what you got to know. you got to know that in the name of Jesus. Who? It is hot up in here because that is the fire of God showing up. Y'all know how I feel. It's the fire of God. Um, family, Lord, if there's anything else you want me to say, let's go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, God is so good. He ain't even let me get the word out because he said he always got something to say. Okay, he always got something to say. And if God, if people, somebody told you God ain't always talking, the devil is a liar because he always got something to say. Okay, don't you see that? This world is constantly moving. Days are just passing us by. God is very busy. So if he's very busy, he got to have something to say because he's booked. He's booked. Now let's go to 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. You want me to read it to you at the KJV? Because the KJV, I told you, it be hitting. It be hitting different. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Of a sound mind. Listen, let me tell you something. When the enemy is warring up against your mind and you got all these thoughts, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay that? What about them? What about this? What about that? You got to remember, God ain't give you that. Mm-mm. He ain't give me. He ain't give me a mind that's just that's just tossing everywhere. But he has given me a sound mind. That means that everything my mind should be still. I should be fixed on his thoughts. I should be meditating on his word. That's what God has given me. He has given me his word. And that is what brings my mind peace. That's what brings me understanding. That's what brings me wisdom. That's what brings me knowledge is the word of God. So I got to meditate on that. I got to guard that. And in the process of me guarding God's word, guess what? Guess what? When I'm guarding God's word, guess what? My mind is sound. Because I'm already, I got my my strong defense up. I'm waiting. But the enemy, he's waiting for that opportune time. He's he's in the bushes waiting. When, when can I stroll up on her and try to deceive her? But that's why you got to guard God's words. You got to be vigilant. You got to stay vigilant. Because the enemy is waiting for an opportune time. He says he hasn't given you a spirit of fear. That spirit of fear, I didn't give it to you, says the Lord. That's not from me, says the Lord. Bind and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Because that's not something I gave you. When I was creating your innermost being, I did not place fear within you. But I gave you power. I gave you authority. I gave you dominion. I didn't make you weak and timid. That's not what I placed in you. That is of the world. 
who Jesus? That is of the world. That's not what I gave you. I gave you power. Mm, 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 mm. I gave you authority. I gave you dominion, says the Lord. That's what I gave you. That's what I gave you. <laughs> Let me tell you something, family. That's what God gave you. And that's what the enemy is trying to take from you. That's what he is lying to you about. That's why when you turn on the news, it's constantly people trying to get you in fear. People scrambling around this world in fear because that is what the world offers. It doesn't offer you peace. It offers you fear. It offers you timidity to be timid. Because he don't want you to know the truth that when God created you, he gave you power. He gave you authority. He gave you dominion. He don't want you to know that. But if you believe your sis and you tap into the power of within, you will see that I'm speaking the truth. Because the, the Lord has anointed me for such a time as this to tell you the truth. To tell you the truth of what God is doing, what he has did and what it is to come. That's what God has anointed me to do for you. It says, so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. Listen, right here, right here, it's a lot of times people, they see what you're going through and they watch and they say, mm-hmm. I heard you. I heard you always saying, oh, God is good. God is good. But what about now? What about when you in the fire? Will you still tell God people God is good? When you're going through trials and tribulations, will you still tell people God is good? Or will you be ashamed to open your mouth and say, Jesus Christ is good. Let me tell you about the salvation you can receive from Jesus. That is what God's looking for. He's looking for how will you honor him even though you are in the fire? Will you tell the King Nebuchadnezzar, I still won't bend to you. Even if God don't get me out this fire, I won't bend to you. Will you say that? Paul said he was in prison. He he was in prison because of the word of God. He was in chains because of the good news. So I don't want to hear nobody be saying, okay, yeah, uh, prosperity for everybody. I don't want to hear that because listen, Paul was in chains. Paul was in prison. It's not always going to be good. Jesus said, this world hates you because it hated me first. If they persecuted me, he said, if they persecuted me, naturally, they're going to persecute you. He said, if they would have listened to me, they would have listened to you. But they hate you because they hated Jesus without cause. He didn't do anything. So you can't, you can't be sitting here expecting every day is going to be peaches and cream. It's going to be rainbows and daisies. But you know what? You hold on to this confidence, to this hope and this trust in God that he sees you and he knows what you are going through. Even in the midnight hour when you are crying, you're begging God to just, Lord, save me. You have to remember he is right there. 
Jesus, Jesus said, is there any way you can take this cup of suffering away from me? Jesus knew what was going to happen to him. He said, Father, let this, this cup of suffering pass from me. But nevertheless, it's always that nevertheless. Not my will, Lord, but yours. My will is, Lord, I want to give up. My will is, I don't think I'm good enough. My will is, people not going to like me, Lord. I don't want to do it. I don't want to say that, God. I'm not going to make friends if I say that. People not going to want to follow me. People not going to want to talk to me if I say that, God. That's my will. But the never unless is, do it anyway. Do what I said, even when you know it's going to cause you some pain, even though you know it's going to cause you some grief, even when you know it's going to cause some mourning. Do what I said anyway. Do what I said anyway. That's what God says. That's what his word is saying. That's the good news. That we have to take heart because Jesus overcome the world. That's the good news. That's what it is. That that Jesus came down here was a it was a sacrifice. He was our our sacrifice, our blood sacrifice for our sins. He came into this very world that he created and was crushed. It was weighed down. That's what the good news is. So that you could be set free. So that I could be set free. So your kids and your cousins and your nieces and your nephews could be set free. That's what the good news is about. You know that? The word says we reign with them. So we want to suffer with them. If you want to reign with Christ, you want to suffer with them. Don't just want to reign with them, but you don't want to suffer with them. Because it's beauty when you suffer. It's beauty in that. And family, I know, I know, I know it's easier said than done. But I couldn't be sitting here. I couldn't be giving this word right now if I don't suffer with Christ. If I can't see the salvation of God. If I couldn't see the glory of God. I couldn't come on here with the confidence that I have because I suffer with him. I suffer with him. So don't judge a person. Don't be jealous over a person because of their relationship that they have with Christ. Because you don't know how they had to suffer with them. You don't know what they had to do to suffer with them. You don't know what they're going through to suffer with him right now. You know? Family, unless the Lord wants me to say anything else. If the Lord wants to say anything else, I'm going to go. Let's go to one more thing. We're going to go to Ephesians 3. <clears throat> yes, this is just like I'm fired up for God because that's what that he my life. Like, period. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, Let's go to verse 12. Okay, hold on. Let's start at verse 10. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom and its rich, rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. 
The Lord is using you to display his wisdom. All your mistakes, all your failures, all your shortcomings, all the, all the things that tell you that you can't make it, you can't do it, you can't be who God called you to be. God takes the unqualified so he can show off his wisdom. The Lord will use somebody strung out on drugs and make them a multi-millionaire with a flourishing ministry because he wants to display his wisdom. <laughs> That's why you can't count nobody out because the very one you counting out somebody, God will count them in. Just make sure you on the boat. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Oh, Jesus. We watched Jesus be, be broken. Oh, Jesus. We watched him be broken. We watched him, we, we, we watched him being whipped night and all night long. We, we, we watched him have to carry his cross. We watched him be nailed to the cross. Listen, listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. We watched him be nailed to the cross. But in that, in that, we see the wisdom of God. Although people were mocking him, they were saying, why don't you save yourself? They hit him. Which one of us hit you? They mocked him. But they, but God made Jesus head over all. His name is above every name in this life and the life to come. <laughs> Jesus is at the right hand of the father. And you know what? It was in that. It was in that that God displayed his wisdom. It was in that moment God displayed his wisdom. Because the, 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 I say this with the air quote. The air quote wise. The air quote religious leaders. The air quote um, 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 um. Biblical scholars, you know, it wasn't like the full, you know, with it, like the the first or the Old Testament. They was the the scholars and that they they thought, okay, yeah, we got rid of him. He 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 was just causing too much. He was coming up too much against the church. He he they lied on they lied on Jesus. They lied on Jesus. But it was the foolish things to the wise. It was because God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. So to you, you, you might look very foolish to some people. You might look very foolish to the wise, but you trust God, trust him because God uses what the wise thinks is foolish. Trust him. Trust him. God is in control. Although they beat Jesus, they, they, they tortured Jesus. They, they, they oh, he was just tortured y'all. It was just tortured, but still they didn't take his life. Jesus said, you don't take my life. I lay my life down. And what happened? Jesus let up the ghost. They weren't in control. Jesus let up the ghost. Do you hear me? He had to let up the ghost. Ain't nobody take the ghost from him. He let it up. So that shows you right there that he is always in control. Even when it don't look like it, he's in control. Even when it don't feel like it, he's in control. Even when you don't understand it, he's in control. He's in control. 
Trust him. That's where my confidence comes from. Is he's in control. From that scripture right there where it where it says, and Jesus let up the ghost. He let up the ghost. He let up the ghost. That right there lets me know he was in control. Because those people, they, they, they tried to kill him. But Jesus still had to let it up. Didn't he tell, what was the um dude name? Pilate. He said, listen, you wasn't given no authority over me if it wasn't given to you from above. He knew it. He knew that God was in control. But you got to walk in that. You got to walk in God is in control no matter what. Okay. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly. We can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. See, with our faith, because of what Jesus did for us, we now can come boldly and confidently to God. Into his presence. It was the foolish thing. The people who thought they knew God so much, they didn't understand that Jesus was bringing the presence of the father back. What we lost in the garden, Jesus was here to bring it back. That Jesus, he was showing us that he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Jesus was bringing that back. It says, so please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you. So you should feel honored. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, 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 mm. So this is what Paul said. So please don't lose heart. Listen, hold up. Because we're talking about God displaying his wisdom and his splendor to, 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 to the unseen rulers and the authorities, right? Of, of, of the dark world, right? Paul persecuted Christians. Paul was on his way to persecute Christians. He was on his way. And Jesus met him on his way to Damascus. It said, well, wait, 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 was it Saul? I think he was still Saul. (laughs) Why, Why are you persecuting me? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? He blinded him. But then he restored him. And Paul giving a word. He said, I'm going to show him just how much he got to suffer for my name's sake. I'm going to show him how much he got to suffer. But Jesus took a man that was persecuting his people. To build his church. It's the wisdom of God. That's why you got to trust in him with all your heart and lean not to your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added on to you. You've got to have a relationship with God. Where you can come boldly and confidently into his presence and ask him, Lord, what do I need to do? Help me through this, God. Give me the wisdom out of this, God. Give me the understanding, Father. Just give me power, Lord, because I feel weak. Give me knowledge, Lord, because I'm, I'm lacking in my understanding. You hear me, Lord.
You hear me. And that's what that's what else you can say. You hear me, Lord. Wasn't that Haggai? She said, God hears me. He hears me. You got to know he hears you. Even when he's quiet, he hears you. You ever be doing something for your kids and they just be, they just be on your back. Mom, 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 this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. But you steady working on what they're talking to you about. But they just don't, they don't know it. They can't see what you're doing. And then you hand them what they're asking for. And then they, they just be looking at you like, oh. And then they go about their day. That's what God be doing. You know what times my kids will come out here and be like, Mommy, I'm hungry. And I already got the food in the oven. I already got the plate sitting on the table. Because I know what they about to say. If, if we do that, how much more will our Heavenly Father do? We are flawed and sinful people. So if we can do stuff, what more can God do? Trust Him. I'm going to read you Paul's prayer. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray from his glorious unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. I receive that for myself and I pray you receive it for you in the name of Jesus. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. How wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Once you understand to the deepest depths of our understanding that Jesus loves us and he won't turn his back on us, that he won't forsake us. Once you got that, you will be made complete. With all fullness of life and power that comes from God. When you know that, you'll now see that you are capable of sitting at a table with people that you thought was more qualified than you. You'll know that once once you know that those people that won't open the door for you. They won't open the door because they don't think that you're worthy. You'll begin to kick down that door because you know that you are worthy. You won't settle no more. Once you know God loves me and nothing that I can do will separate me from his love. It says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinity more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church. And in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Okay, family. I just really, 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 really pray in the name of Jesus that you will trust in him and you will receive power from him. 
You will receive wisdom, insight, understanding, new knowledge, new revelations from God. Because you are precious to him and he has a purpose for you. He has a need for you in the kingdom. What he has placed within you is at a high demand. Right now, we see this world is getting darker and darker and darker. And the Lord had you in mind when he said, let there be light. He had you on his mind. Will you stand up and take your place? All of creation is moaning and groaning and waiting with eager expectation for you to stand up, for the true children of God to stand up. That is what all creation is waiting for, is for you to stand up and take your place in the kingdom. And I pray that you will receive that in the name of Jesus and know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. See, I got to take y'all to Romans 8. It's Romans 8, verse 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for up. Us all, won't he get also give us everything else? Who dare accuses us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does he mean he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or treated or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And am I convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love? Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. And Father, my my prayer, Lord, my prayer for your child listening is that you open their minds, Father. Open their minds, Lord, to how much you love them, how much you care for them, how you have each one of their hairs numbered on their head, Father. 
Allow them to understand that you have knit their innermost being, that there's things within them that you have placed in them, Father, that they don't even know that is there, that there is vision within them, Father, that you have placed in them. Father, allow them to know that before you even formed them in their mother's womb, you had a purpose for them. You had a plan for their life, Father. Father, that is my prayer for your child listening, Lord. In the name of Jesus, that they experience your love, Father. Experience the love that you have for your child, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And I just give you the glory, Father. I give you all the glory, all the honor, Lord. And I will praise you all the days of my life, Lord. I will dwell in your house all the days of my life, Lord. Because you are worthy of it all, Jesus. And I just praise you. And I just thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Family, I'ma let y'all go. Okay, that was oh, that was that that was that was it. That was it. That was it. But I just pray that you just uh, soak in God's presence. Oh, just soaking it, just soaking it. Jesus has made the way for us to go boldly and confidently into the presence of God. Oh, Jesus, don't let that pass you. Family, don't let the presence of God pass you because it supersedes, it surpasses everything you can understand. God is so big and he will he will surprise you and how he will show up for you. Just trust him. Okay. I love y'all so, 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 so much. But let's say this together. Most importantly. Jesus loves you. Bye.